the world of activism or believe yourself to be a revolutionary communist in the United States, it's probably most likely that you have heard the name Robert Bruce Ovakian. Um, or to the people around, Bob Ovakian. He is uh, the chairman of the Revolutionary Communist Party of the United States. Um, been in the position since 1975. And pretty much this guy is just a cult leader. You know, they have the people that follow him, put his name everywhere um, and stuff like that. The guy was back in the 60s, a hippie, part of the uh, Peace and Freedom Party, uh, pretty much before becoming this uh, political figure um, of communism, um, you know, in the 70s. The guy is 80 years old right now and supposedly still thinks that he can make it to office while making comments about other politicians' age, like Joe Biden, Donald Trump, uh, Mitch McConnell, and others like that. The guy is just, you know, a revolutionary hypocrite, pretty much. So this cult goes around, um, you know, with their little revolutionary uh, communist shirts everywhere and banners, uh, trying to make it every event about themselves, including, you know, Black Lives Matter, women's rights, abortion rights, everything that they could and they can. They will make it about themselves and try to bring Bob Vakin to it. He's um, also a writer um, with over seven books, mostly the, uh, the New Communism, which explains his agenda of how he wants to be the ruler of the world, but do not want to run for office. Instead, wants to do a hostile takeover and name himself the leader. Um, you also have the basics, which is just literally their Bible. Um, they use this as their Bible. It's called the Basics uh, from the Talks and Writings of Baba Vakian. It's spelled capital B, capital A, and then there were six uh, S-I-S, S-I-C-S, all lowercase. Um Honestly, this book is just capitalist idea from a communist. Uh, very hilarious. It's uh, $5.99 on Amazon. And his other one, which was written in 2016, which is pretty much explaining his uh, little bullshit crusade, it's $7.85 on Amazon. And these are pretty much only available on ebooks. also. You cannot find them on hard copies. Um, they do have a little library, the RevComs, where they sell you books for overpriced um, used books, pretty much. But, you know, these are the kind of bullshit that these people do. So, myself, knowing how much I don't like them, I apologize also for my language in this podcast, in this episode. But, yeah, I decided to do a podcast and explain a little bit about the modern communism and communism in America as a whole. So, with that said, let me introduce you to Mackenzie Levy. Mackenzie has been... uh, Candidate for U.S. Representative, Mayor of Lakewood, Representative to the U.S. Ohio District 9. And he's also a artist with videos, music, um, a author for some of his screenplays and books. Um, specifically, he has a screenplay, Crusade. His uh, Crusader Phobia book, which we'll be talking a little bit later on, and The Watcher of Willow Creek. He has some artwork and... He's been in the news plenty of times. Very famous guy. He is a safety, um, public safety person in the community in Cleveland. On top of that, he is a um, documentary recorder and he's um, own celebrity, I guess, here in the Cleveland neighborhood. So, with that said, let's uh, get together with uh, Mackenzie Levy. Let's roll one of his songs before we actually get to know a little bit more about him. So, let's roll um, his song, Holding a Sign. After the day 
town You walk back by and up into the clouds I'm holding my sign You're carrying wine It pours from the sky It's raining fire It's raining fire It's raining fire So do you want to introduce yourself? Tell me a little bit more about you and what you do. Thanks a lot. The Alt Knight's kind of my uh, negative persona that I'm called around here. They also call me the Bass Crusader. My fans do, or I got some other names. But yeah, Mackenzie Levy, um, most well known for doing public safety at the Cleveland protests, dressed in my Crusader gear. So, and most of the time the protests are a bunch of communists going out to agitate. So that's why Juan brought me in today. So I wanted to ask you before we um, I jump into the questions. Personally, I know you just released a book about uh, crusader phobia, which is it's the title of the book. Can you just say a little bit about it before we start, so we can share sure, it? It's, it's kind of just my origin story as to how I decided to become the the crusader knight and to start to go out in public like this, and it touches on how I got into medieval reenactment and why I like the crusades. And it's got a chapter about how I went on my own crusade. I went to the Middle East looking for the Ark of the Covenant. And then it's got a bunch of chapters when I came back and then I started going out in downtown Cleveland doing public safety up until the time of the 2018 Kent State open carry walk where I had a wild day uh, with my shield, just like stepping into the line of of police that were stopping Antifa and I got to get some nice shield bashes in there. And so that's kind of where the story leaves off and I'm working on a uh, follow-up to that. that the sequel. I'll be part of that sequel, I'm guessing. For sure, yeah. I didn't be one until 2020. <laughs> I came to Cleveland actually right, I think, like three or four months before that uh, walk happened. So I never made it to it because I wasn't oh, like too big, too big. It was awesome. Um, so I wanted to ask also, since we're going to talk a lot about him in this, have you ever met Bob Vakian? No, no. He's a, he's a mystical legend as far as I knew. I, it's sometime, I thought he was dead when I first heard of him, that he was like somebody from the past. And I found out that he was still just this decrepit old man. <laughs> that's just, just barking orders out of him. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't even know where he lives. I don't even know what city he's in or anything. You know, actually, that's something... I'm curious about that. I might have to research that a little on, or maybe ask them. The, I don't know. The RFO people or uh, the ref comes might know. They, as of right now, they still refuse to do a podcast with me. So, because they say that I'm too against them. So communism, we hear the term. We pretty much think of the worst people, you know, Fidel Castro, Lenin, um, Che, who supposedly every college student's a hero. And then they learned that he was also as worse as the others. USSR, Stalin, and all these uh, guys who are like close or worse than Hitler, pretty much. Yeah, uh, got any good ones? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no good. As of right now, there's no good communists out there. But uh, what do you think Americans here feel that like they hear communism and it's just a fear into them? Like the word, just by hearing it, people get like fearful of it. Well, the people that came to America in the beginning and like suffered to get here, They are freedom-loving people, and communism is kind of the anti-freedom. I mean, you have a small group of people that controls everything that you do. They control what you eat. They control your food. They'll take your seeds away. 
And so for Americans who are independent type people, that is the opposite of the way that we want to live. So when, and also communism has a way of kind of subversively taking over. So it's like some kind of weed that grows up from underneath your house that, and that's why it's scary because you might not catch it. And all of a sudden it's grabbed a hold of things too much. And, and now you're headed towards communism. That's what we don't want. That's what we don't want for our kids. And that's, you know, why we started America in the first place was to get away from the people that were controlling things over there. Yeah. So communism, I did some research on this. It has been known to be as far as like the fifth century uh, BC. So it has been practiced for so long. We have never seen it working in a way that is supposed to, at least how the book describe it. Uh, regularly it just ends into fascism, like cover as communism, and they just keep keep the communist name and they keep following the communist agenda, but also make it into a total like dictatorship onto it. Why do you think it has never worked specifically how they want it to work? How like the Antifa describe it? I think that's how it's it? supposed to work. I think that that that's that it has been successful a lot, many times, but that that the people that were implementing it, that it exists, the way that it worked out was exactly what they wanted to happen. So when you're talking about people like Lenin and all the people that died underneath him like that, that was something that he smiled at. That So much every time, I mean, I don't know what the definition of not working is because a lot of these communist regimes have lasted a long time, they've lasted decades. So they've functioned the way that they intended to function. So I don't know what what is what is the communism that you young people think that what is it? What do you think it's supposed to be? So and like I'm gonna use the definition like you know um, anti-fascists like our the like American communists I use regularly, which is a government where everybody's treated equal. It's like a socialist society, so everybody's treated equally. There's like Capitalism is not above every everything. Like you know, it's about the people and not the, the businesses. And the state doesn't own what you have, which is pretty much not really communist. It's just a democracy, but they call it communism because it has some parts of communism and socialism. So it's the next step out of capitalism. That's what is attractive about it. It's like it's pretty much what they want. Yeah, what. Not what, personally myself, let me but we got a capitalism because it's not going good for me. It's already been that game's been won. So what's the next phase? And there's not really anybody else who are, is recommending or suggesting another system. It's kind of like, well, what else is there that you can do besides this capital system? And so capitalist system. So they're saying, all right, communism, where we think that we'll be equal. But I mean, they will be equal, but everyone's going to be equal in a horrible way where they're going to live in a tiny little apartment. And the government's going to control everything that they do and eat and say and think and and put in their bodies. So that's that's the goal. That's where we're we're headed towards. So that one's probably going to be successful too. It's already happening in a lot of um, places around the world and even in America. Right. So there. That sounds pretty much about what's going on. So branches of communism. Um, Referring to, you know, there's the neo-communists, which is pretty much the communists loving. Uh, they're still, in the United States, I've met a couple of Soviet communists. Uh, they still go to our protests and stuff, and they just want the Soviet Union to be, like, revoked or something, bring back. Um, there's the Avakian communists, which are the ones that we have mostly 
like you know being hand to hand with uh they're worse than neo-communists to my knowledge they sound like they're from the galactic federation the abatian communists yes they're, they're just um you know they're like this little cult to like to be a sack and currently like you know they're the most the most popular com- communists are the refcoms which is pretty much the abatian communists uh it's just as i mentioned a cult that followed this old man who fights for liberty uh, quote unquote there and freedom so do you think then these people are like closeted as fascists pretty much like fidel castro and think that like you know once a vacant take over because they don't want they don't want a, dem- a democratic taking over they don't want us to vote him in no they want him to go through again a quote-unquote revolution take over the white house take over the government and he's going to be the one and only leader and then the people and he appoints to be under him are the ones in the next step um do you think they're like as worse as you think that it will be as bad as like castro stalling like do you think their belief is like that i think it's already getting to that point in the u.s government now where it seems like some of our government agencies kind of act like the kgb and they kind of function and shut down things like communist governments do so but as far as like a vacian taking leadership power like he he's already doing what his part he's like a strand in of string in the big rope that's going to be global communism and he's doing his part and you know i would see his logo at, at the protests here in cleveland but i would see them in the news at different volatile protests around the country and like front and center i'd see those those his logo his group and those, those shirts and I'd say, well, you know, that's inorganic because it's it's his people and the news would portray it as these protesters. But it's like, why don't they say refuse fascism or Revcom? So I would email the people and I would say, hey, are you aware of this group? Are you aware that Bob Avakian is putting all this stuff out? You know, if you just like got a handle on him or expose this, then you wouldn't have this group like burning the flag in front of this thing because it's just them. So but no one ever wanted to pick up the story or talk about them. It's kind of like they are given this kind of little cloak, even though it's like, who cares about Bob Avakian's little like protest group, but they like him are this, you know, strand of rope in this big coil that is going to wrap around our necks of global communism. Yeah, that's uh, (laughs) their typical thing. I have invited them to other events then they probably will not be able to recruit they're communists, you know, do the recruitment and like recruitment, get communists in, and they have um, they have declined the offers regularly. There are events that are community-based events, but they don't want to because they cannot do any kind of recruitment. Um, I even invited them to march on the Puerto Rican parade, and they refused. So Their recruitment is kind of underhanded too, because they prey on young people who see communism as a counter culture movement that they want to join and so or people that just are going to protest because they are concerned about a specific issue and then they're always there and so they kind of gently are talk to them and about what they do and they don't hit them with the hard communism at first they're not like giving them a flyer with the the hammer and sickle on it but once you get into their stuff it's like oh they are the hammer they're the same thing as as the first guy that you described that wants Soviet Russia back there's the same same thing yeah they're but pretty they much when I met them uh, back in I believe it was 2019 2020 um, they were 
all the time, you know, like, we just refuse a fascist America, like, they we're here to, like, stop Donald Trump, never hand right. me anything other than, you know, that bullshit literature with their orange and uh, black kind of um, empty background. And, oh, yeah, like, we refuse fascism, we're just an organization against Trump. No history behind them. <laughs> they, and then I did more research and find out that they were, like, this cult of communists. And yeah, they just this. changed their name when Trump got in because it was an opportunity because they knew that there was going to be a lot of people on the streets, a lot of people pissed off. It was like, oh, here we go. We can get people to, to take our movement for us. I've seen them give money to people, like $20 for them coming to the protest and wearing one of their shirts. So again, it's it seemed to me like an inorganic thing. And, and there's people, they were a little bit more active before you joined in the protest scene in Cleveland. So they would really jump when there was something going on. It was like they were being paid. It was like, oh, we have to be there right now because this little piece of news came out and they would they would run out on like a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> they'd be in front of the state or the federal building where no one's inside doing a protest and then the news would be there to cover it even though there's no one even watching it. So. <laughs> yeah, I, um, last time I heard actually, they don't get paid. They paid to be part of this uh, little cult. What? So they give a percentage <laughs> of their like checks or whatever be part of this um oh they must really be a call they, they, they really, they really they really idolize this guy he's like it's really a cult but talking about cults so separation of church and stage we know we pretty much have our separation we want this church and the state most people do want to be separate but with their communist beliefs um and this is pretty much coming for one of their one of their um members um i can't remember his name uh, actually, he mentioned to me one time that all religious practices in public and freedom, you know, will be banned under a vacant communism. And religious people, for example, Christians, um, Catholics that are more, you know, close to their religion, they will be prosecuted. And sometimes even like he wants religious camps because there's what a vacant believes in. Do you, do you think this is like one of the reasons why you personally like fight against this communist like group? Um, one of the many reasons you do fight against them, do you think, how do you think this um, specific word fit in? Yeah, I, I think that we're natural enemies because communism is anti-God. Some of the leaders of communism were tied to Darwinism. And so communist leaders view people as animals that are evolving through battle and through hardship and and that's what they do to us and that's what they do to their societies and that's going to like create these new humans i guess so but that there's they still view us as animals they don't view us as being a creator they view us as being evolved like darwin says so but coming from a creationist perspective you know on the exact opposite of that i believe that god created us and if if i'm strong in my beliefs then why would i want separation of church and state because it, it is for me my religion is the way i live my life and where i get my moral code from so that is connected to how i want to be governed how i want to set up the laws of the land which is the same way for people who are in communism and atheists because even though they're saying they want it separated like they're still saying they want it separated but that is separated because they don't like god and so they're getting their their way they're getting their anti-god way by saying they don't want it in there so it's not it, that's what i guess like i said makes us natural enemies 
All right, so natural enemies there, I guess. Um, Complicated relationship. Going to like the next, like you know, there's the the refcom is a little cold of communism. So the American Communist Party, there've been a thing since uh, 1919 in the American system, or you know, out there, but they never serve a purpose in the two-party system, as we know. You know, America rules with Democrats and Democrat Democrats and Republicans, or regularly whoever you know can has more power and more money. Do you I think, think they were being ruled by secret communists and secret communists? So. Yeah, do you think the like American Communist Party would ever win? Like even a local election, like we know the Libertarians and Green Partiers have win elections, and so we know third parties can make it through like a local election or a state election. Um, they haven't make it to federal, but do you think they would ever win? Like even the, the uh, even a city council election if they if they were into it. I think the Democratic Party is close enough to the American Communist Party. I, I think if you looked at their ideals, they're probably the same. So I don't think it's needed. I think you could change the name, but I, I think that older people are still afraid of that word communism. Younger people are not, and they would probably embrace it. So, you know, another five years, you could probably see that as taking more of a center role because people are just not going to hide it anymore but i don't think that there's really a two-party system i think that all those people that are in those positions are controlled by global communists who are trying to set up their system here and everything's kind of like a scripted show as far as as far as we see i think all those people are just playing their part so they can kind of put the the pieces where they have to go in order to get us into this this new system that they want us to live in so i don't I don't really like democracy. I don't really like republicanism, but I don't think that either one of those things are really being practiced here. I think it's more just a secret communism, right? So with you, some more freedoms, then, so that we don't actually go to war against these people that are doing this to us. So it can be like, yeah. all right, no, it's not that bad here. I can, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this until they come and get me. <laughs> I know you mentioned young people. So in Florida, um, current governor Ron DeSantis, he signed a law in Florida that you teach um, the focus on anti-communism classes. That's, you know, Florida's very Cuban populated, which by now I'm, I'm 100% sure the people that go there should be anti-communist by default because they're coming here for a better life. But so he signed a law for just Florida and teach their high school, I mean, middle school through high school students anti-communism that is evil do you think is um, an extremist move of like capitalist like democracy or do you think it's something that we should make into a federal law and teach like everywhere in the, in the nation like the history of how bad communism has been always hmm. should the government dictate the way that history is taught in schools I guess is the question because there's all these different views of history and I didn't know much about communism because they didn't teach much about it in school. So I didn't know about the horrors of the 20th century and the millions of deaths because it just, they just didn't talk about it because it's not part of the curriculum. So do I think it should be added to the curriculum? Probably. Do I think that it should be government enforced? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't like government enforcing much, you know? They've been lately enforcing way too much. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is just a random question I added here to ask you. And do you feel that DC Comics should cast you as their like 
shiny knight um, with vigilante character. You know, I am available. I have <laughs> acting history, so I'm available to any of these studios or even like independent people if they're shooting stuff. Like, I'm still willing to do on-screen stuff as long as I can be in my crusade. Yeah, I heard um, James Gunn, the current uh, CEO of DC Comics, is looking to make a shiny knight movie. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge DC, DC Comics fan, so I, I need to send... <laughs> I've been like telling him that I know someone on Twitter. I've been always like coming that I know someone who can do it. Oh, cool. Well, if you do it, I'll give you my, an agent fee for sure. Oh, there you go. I'll be the agent. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So back to the communism here. So after World War I, the U.S. deported over uh, 3,000 people suspected of communist activity. Um, pretty sure they probably still do it today if they, if they will find people. And they could. Uh, to me, you know, when I heard that, it just sounded like the Salem uh Witch hunts night in like the 1600s. What was the year? Um, that was in during World War Two. World War Two. Yeah, World War One. Sorry. Oh, well, um, World War One. I, I mean, if, even if they got a trickle of information over here of what was going on with the communists over in Europe, like I would have been, I would have been like, oh, yeah, those people. Maybe you have to go <laughs> if you're trying to do anything like that here. Then that's going to be a problem for the whole rest of the country. So I think that people were especially nervous back then with those kind of things going on. And they had the power to do that. You couldn't do that right now. You couldn't deport all the communists in America. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that it's a good idea, but I also don't want to say it's a bad idea. As long as you have enough evidence. <laughs> they could go have their experiment of, of communism somewhere. But like I, I, like I said, I'm not quite sure I understand what their experiment entails. Where... Do they all have to do work? It seems like it's just that the government controls everything in communism. They control all the means of production. They control the food. They control the information. They control everything. So what is it that these people are aspiring to? Just that they're, that they're financially equal? And that they all live in the same little houses? Sounds boring. Yeah. So... Have you ever personally agreed with anything the Revcoms and their communist cult have ever like fought against, protested against before or like ever done? I don't think any of their protesting is genuine. I think they always go out when they know something is agitative because their goal is agitation. So do I think that they genuinely believe the things that they are doing and, and protesting against? Probably because it's part of their it's part of their ideology but no i don't think i agree with anything that they've ever protested against i mean maybe i'm not a trump fan so i don't really i was if they were really just like against trump like i don't care they could be against trump like i voted for myself not trump i wrote myself in so in that case i guess i do agree with them it should have been means president there you go so Going back to uh, the refcoms here, so they regularly argue that um, communism, primarily their communism, um, some socialists also agree the same thing, that you know it's it's less it's more about the people, less about corporations, Wall Street, and all that you know big money people or even Trump. So do you think communism will be more about the people? How they claim that it will be like um, individual, like or would it be like you know like Cuba where Screw you. You say something against like the Castros and you're done. It wouldn't be like about the individual, really. It would be more about the person in power. No, I think there's way too many 
powerful businesses that are that are all pushing towards the same goal and so you it, you have these like world economic forum and you have un and you have the black rock company you have all these organizations and you have the like wealthiest people in the world and they're all working at the same goal to try to get us into this global communism so what was that question again um do you think that communism is about the people or oh, is so it no it's not about the people it's about those people getting to control the world that they want to control it the way that they want it because i don't know i think that because it's easy it's either because it's easier to control the, the population the way that they want to set up the world with these different small these different districts in the united states where everyone has to live in cities and you're not allowed to travel outside your city and you're if you do get a pass to go to the wilderness there's special like trains that take you out there just to a little part and you get to come back but the rest of the country and the wilderness and the woodlands are not lived in and their people all live in cities and small apartments and so it's not going to be about people it's about the control of the global elite right so this is uh, one one of my last questions for you it's um Shea and Lenin they're both seen as quote-unquote like gods of communism here do you think and specifically to younger communist believers do you think that they like actually understand the pain and suffering and inhumane ways and this people led through history and specifically like Lenin and the USSR like do you think they actually understand that to like know that to know and believe that these people are gods or do you think they just brainwash like the wrath comes due to younger people most people are nice people so they wouldn't like walk around with, like a serial killer on their shirt unless they're trying to be edgy so i think those people are trying to be edgy and wearing stuff that kind of is provocative and those leaders are provocative because they, what they did and also it's provocative to be a communist against you know boomers and people like me it's like ah hey we don't like that around here or whatever so they do that because it's like aha i'm gonna i'm gonna do this because it's it's against what you guys want so in that way i think that's why they wear those shirts i don't think that they are really thinking about the people that suffer underneath those leaders when they put them on i i agree with that i think um i seen a couple people with a shirt shirt even like my sister was this huge like chef fan and then she like started reading and she's like oh shit everything i've been like taught in college was not good i'm like yeah you should like actually do your own research and not believe what your professors in the history books are telling you have at the time but you know so kind of, I don't know, it's, it's easier to brainwash Gen Z than anybody else, or like those uh, millennials. Yep, they got a nice system on how to brainwash people in mass, and it's been working pretty good. It really has. So with that, anything do you want to add to this conversation relating, you know, the, like the RevComs, yourself, anything do you want to like point out? Uh, there's still time to turn back. I mean, if you just... It seems like this ball that's rolling that there's no way to stop it and they really do have a lot of power right now and they're they're boxing us into a really bad life but i don't know we could still resist and, and it'll be fun to resist it too it'll be kind of like a like a video game i guess but um this is a good podcast i'm looking forward to hearing your other guests it sounds like you got some some big people lined up and i want to hear your flat earth debate too yeah that one is already uh posted i'll send you the link to that that's uh episode two actually it's been out um 
with a couple others, I have some on legalization of, of cannabis and there's um, one of um, abortion rights too that I have um, opposites. I have of someone who believed in it and someone who didn't believe in it. So oh, cool. I'm trying to bring a little bit more of that into the podcast. So All right. I will link your social media ads on the podcast like description so people can follow you and look a little bit more. Yeah, they can work. check out my books. Um, I've been really active in um, sword fighting and HEMA and getting out to battle. So I got some like little clip videos of that stuff that I've been doing. And I, uh, I got some new music coming out. I got a Christmas song that I'll be releasing around Thanksgiving. And then uh, there's something else I've been doing. But yeah, you guys can check out all my stuff on my website, MackenzieLavy.com or uh, Order the City is my Instagram account. I will link those uh, in the podcast uh, description then. Oh, the other thing is I just wanted to mention, uh, if you ever want to talk about it, I've been going out lately and kind of... Uh, hit the dating scene again and it's been a while and there's a lot of new pitfalls out there for for guys who are um trying to meet a nice lady so if you ever want to talk about that kind of stuff too i would be uh, happy to let you know how bad it is out there for oh, guys I need these to, days i need to get that i need to get that on like a specific show itself yeah, that yeah. needs to be like a camera show kind of thing yeah we could go out and shoot some stuff that's definitely something that i'd be willing to uh, get into all right cool well that's this fun. was really fun so thanks for bringing me in It's raining fire. It's raining fire. It's raining fire. Juan Collado Díaz is a Spotify original from Anchor.fm and Chuck Norris approved. Right, Chuck? Chuck Norris approved.